ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. G'day, I'm Matt Brand. Wattle seed has been consumed by Indigenous Australians for thousands of years. And according to research, which has now been published in the Journal of Food Science, we should all be trying to get this native legume into our diets. Sarah Susan Jacob is from the ARC Centre for Uniquely Australian Foods and has been researching the properties of wattle seed and has also been working closely with Karen Sheldon Catering in the Northern Territory, who you'll hear from in just a moment. Uh, but first, Sarah, for our audience, can you talk about what got you interested in wattle seed? So uh, I was exploring opportunities to do a PhD and then I came across this project that combined understanding the chemistry, understanding the sensory properties, while also talking to Indigenous Australians that have used this for thousands of years and trying to combine all of that together into usable information that uh, we can use to create uh, product opportunities. And I think that was really exciting for me because uh, it was very different to a traditional PhD model. And what's special about wattle seed? So wattle seeds, as you all might know, uh, have been used for thousands and thousands of years by Indigenous Australians uh, in a variety of different forms. But we also now know that they're very high in protein, uh, very high in dietary fiber, which we know has multiple health benefits. They also have a lot of phytochemical compounds that we know have uh, anti-carcinogenic, anti-inflammatory benefits. So uh, I do strongly believe that everyone would benefit from including water seeds in their diet. How many varieties does Australia have? Do you know? Uh, I would say close to a thousand varieties wow. of wattle seed, but uh, we don't know enough about all of them yet. Uh, so it's a long, it's a long way to go. But I think for now we have covered close to forty. And in your research, are there some varieties that are, are clearly better than others? I wouldn't say better than others. I think it depends on the application that you're looking for. So if you're looking for something that's higher in protein, you would go to specific varieties. If you're looking for something that has a better phytochemical profile, you would go to a different set of varieties. And uh, yeah, it depends on what you're looking for. And you have been working with uh, Karen Sheldon Group in the Territory and also Kungus Kang For four years. Yeah, in Central Australia. Can you tell us a bit about that? Um, I think working with the Karen Sheldon Group has given me so many opportunities to explore North Australia, explore the the importance that North Australia puts on Indigenous culture, which is uh, was very different to me as someone who moved to Australia only in 2020. Um, also, uh, working with Karen Sheldon has given me the opportunity to interact with Indigenous communities and uh, really understand the uh, importance that they give on indigenous improving indigenous employment. And it was through the association with the Karen Sheldon Group that I got to meet Raylene Brown, uh, the owner of Kungaskin Cook. And uh, working with Raylene has also been amazing. I mean, she's taught me so much, so much about uh, uh, the culture and spirituality that's associated with harvesting and consuming water seeds. And I think that really brought a lot of perspective into the way I write and talk about uh, indigenous knowledge in my research. Uh, so, and a lot of um, a lot of the experimental design and um, studies that we've done as part of my research were actually done in collaboration with Raylene. So yeah, I, I think uh, it's been great. Sarah, what do you hope 
this research of yours leads to? Well, a, a really optimistic outcome would be, so um, one of the major outcomes of this project has been the development of food product concepts that contain uh, wattle seed in a major proportion. So we have pro three products that contain 20 to 30 percent wattle seed as opposed to commercial products that contain at most 3 percent of wattle seed. Uh, so one of the most optimistic outcomes would be to get these products to people that would actually benefit from them. Uh, so getting them into schools, getting them into community stores, uh, getting them into communities where people get interested in using the seeds that they harvest to manufacture these products on country, leading to better economic outcomes and better health outcomes. I think that would be amazing. But it's a long road to get there. Okay. Uh, do you see the harvesting of wattle seed would always be a, a, a wild harvest or do you think there would be room for commercial plantings? Uh, I think that's a difficult question to answer because there is a lot of uh, there is a lot of tradition and culture included in the wild harvesting process, and domesticating varieties could potentially lead to the loss of those practices. Um, but there are other ways to there are other ways to uh, improve the supply chain of these seeds while maintaining uh, while maintaining wild harvesting practices for example we could uh, form cooperatives that uh, include multiple different communities that are involved in harvesting to improve the supply and improve the bulk of quantity that um, is available for each variety and just finally australia's national floral emblem is the golden wattle have you looked at its properties um, no, but I do know that it is na Australia's national floral emblem, and it's actually the colours of the leaves and the foliage that inspired Australia's national colours. It's actually, yeah, I talk about that a lot. But, you know, <laughs> but we, <laughs> yeah. well, we haven't tasted it yet. You've, you've no, focused but, on different varieties. No, I haven't tasted it yet, but we have other researchers at the ARC Centre and at UQ looking at Acacia pignanta, which is the, uh, which is the golden wattle. So, yeah, we do know that it has uh, outstanding nutritional profiles. Thanks for your time today. No problem. Happy to chat. Sarah Susan Jacob, who is from the ARC Centre for Uniquely Australian Foods, and she's with the University of Queensland. Let's get Karen Sheldon onto the Country Hour from Karen Sheldon Catering. Uh, Karen, you've been using wattle seed in some of your products for years now. Can you maybe just tell us a bit about how you use wattle seed and, and sort of what you like about it. So we started using wattle seed just as a flavouring because we um, had seen so much of the, with our work in Central Australia in Tennant Creek and the Barclay region and Alice Springs, we'd seen so much of the local Aboriginal people harvesting it and worked with Raylene Brown from Coongas Can Cook. And so then um, we'd been using it in lots of different flavourings because of the beautiful unique flavour that it's got. It's got a really sort of a home-baked flavour when you use it properly in in different um, foods for flavouring. But then we had the opportunity to do a research project with the University of Queensland. We were um, part of a funding program that, um, that we, we put some money into with other people um, to do the research um, with... UQ and we often went over this and we looked at all the different um, ways the research was being done and then we came to discover that 
because of the um, nutritional qualities and the health benefits of wattle seed, um, we were able to also um, develop some products with UQ that um, used a lot more of the wattle seed and therefore um, we, we got quite excited about the opportunities for um, utilising it to replace some of the, the missing um, vitamins and things that are often in, in Aboriginal communities that people often don't get yeah, um, and, and nutrients. Can we talk more about that? What are some of the health benefits of wattle seed that have impressed, well, inspired you? I think particularly um, some the iron and some of the vitamins that um, are often missing in poor diets. Um, a lot of Aboriginal communities we, we learned, you know, a lot of people are, are missing the iron they need, which um, means that they can't absorb other nutrients as well. So what will see, particularly some of the ones, the varieties we were experimenting with at UQ have um, very high iron content and can supply um, and other enzymes as well, but they can supply all the daily nutrients that people need. So we found that was quite an exciting um, opportunity, future opportunity for it. And as part of this research, you've helped to create some recipes that contain more than 20% wattle seed. Can you tell us about some of them? Yeah, so um, we looked at um, different kinds of products that we could develop that might um, entice people to eat them. And um, some of those was uh, we we developed um, some food bars um, that could be, you know, food replacements for people that don't have a a very good diet. and um, Like a muesli bar sort of thing? Yeah, sort of like a muesli bar. And... um, but it, it was quite, it's very palatable and we were, you know, very conscious of not putting too much sugar in it and that sort of thing. So it was a long process to get it to a, where it was still had all the nutrients, but it was very palatable as well. And we did, we've done various other experiments as well. One of them was with, um, which I really liked, was sort of like a porridge, but we looked at doing it as a savoury porridge. And while we recognised that it's, not going to be something that um, is immediately popular. We we see some potential experimental activities in the future that could open it up as a nutritious food for people. So what's the key then, Karen, from turning this research and understanding into commercial opportunities that well, make a, a difference? Well, of course, the key, yeah. Look, Matt, the key is always going to be having an Aboriginal community or driver that wants to do it. So all we can do is provide the the information for people. We're working very closely with Raylene Brown, and she's now the chair of Finbar, which is um, an organisation of Aboriginal bush and botanical harvesters that are really really trying to make sure that Aboriginal people are properly recognised and rewarded for their traditional knowledge. And so being very mindful of, of Raylene's ethics, and now Raylene is actually the co-chair of um, Saltbush Social Enterprises. So we're looking at Saltbush um, taking over all these, the IP and the resources that the Karen Sheldon Group has developed 
and possibly looking at how they can work with um, different Aboriginal organisations to commercialise it. One of the things that I've really noticed over the years is that um, there's a special kind of wattle seed that grows really well in the Barclay region. And so, you know, helping local Aboriginal people commercialise it in that region would provide a very much needed um, local industry. Is that the yellow seed that I've seen at your kitchen one time? Yeah, the one that looks like little buzzing bumblebees. Yes. Yeah, yep. It's a beautiful looking seed and um, and it grows really well in that region. So, so if something took off, if something took off, a product really took off with wattle seed in it, there would be enough supply? Well, it, of course, it's seasonal and it'd have to be a situation where it was all gathered when the season was right to have, you know, it is a chicken and egg thing with um, with bush foods because they're very seasonal. And, of, of course, sometimes when the opportunity to use them comes up, like through a commercial use, you might have missed the season and you've got to wait till next season to, to harvest enough. And then you've got to have the funds to harvest it, you know, all those things. We learned all that when we were working with Kakadu Plum. Sometimes the seasonality... It's um, getting commercialising any new product, you know, takes a lot of time and effort. But there's a lot of interest in it now. We've found that there's a lot of interest um, with governments trying to um, develop new Indigenous industries. And um, now that I'm basically retired, I've sort of got a bit more time to, to work with different groups and have a look at how we can, even in small ways, start to encourage Aboriginal people to develop the industries that are so endemic to them. Always lovely having you on the Country Hour. Karen, thanks so much for your time. No worries, Matt. Cheers.